Welcome back to the Morning Skate, episode 265. Uh, you're joined by your host, Ked. Um, kind of, I don't know, the Rangers haven't been playing well, so this is going to be an interesting podcast. But I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's popping, dude? How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm trying to figure out what that shadow is. I'm good. <laughs> you can see that shadow? Uh, a little bit, but I think we're fine. Right there. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Yeah. For the people listening, you would have no <laughs> idea. But you can check out our YouTube channel. You can have there you go. There you go. Nice. Do you want to do, do, do our couple announcements at the beginning? Sure. All right, cool. So Brownie and I kind of I think we mentioned this last podcast. We're doing the Movember thing. Uh Brownie dove in, organized it all. Uh that'll be pinned in our Twitter, our Facebook, pretty much anywhere. We're gonna put it at the top of every one of our blogs. Uh, bloggers are gonna March start going out with stashes, dude. So, I guess my question for you is who do you think is gonna have the most fierce stash by the end of this thing? Well, I'd say you're in the running because I feel like if you pinch your nose and blow out, you kind of puff up a uh beard like a Play Doh machine. Wait, what? <laughs> like, Whoa. if you go like this and go, <gasps> I feel like your beard pops out, really. Yeah. No, it's a joke. It's like a like a chia pet. You know what oh, I mean? Boy. I'm I'm on one. I appreciate that. I think I think it's a compliment in a weird way. Sure. Yeah. Right, cool. Um, I think I saw a picture of Jenkins with a pretty fierce mustache mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I feel like Preston yeah. is gonna come out of the goddamn woodwork with something fierce. Preston might. Yeah, he might. I mean, it could be a dark horse candidate. It could be one of those baby face guys that shaves every day and decides not to. Who knows? I'm pumped, I'm pumped to see what you're going to bring to the table. I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to lean into this because my wife is really not on board. Um, so I might do like the complete like Hulk Hogan type deal or something just to okay. she's already going to be mad. So I might as well completely lean <laughs> into it. You know? Yeah, we'll fully commit to it. So um, that's going to start November 1st. Again, it's going to be pinned everywhere. Dude, we're not guys. Listen, we're Please not. Asking, yeah, we're not asking you to donate like a hundred dollars or twenty dollars or anything like that, dude. Even if you donate like a dollar, we get five thousand people to donate a dollar. It's five thousand yeah. dollars. That is exactly. our goal. Um, seriously, I know that might sound silly, but even taking two seconds out of your day and like not going to grab a coffee and just taking that two bucks, putting it towards this. I mean, that would be that means it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really it's a drop in the bucket for a lot of people, but you know. And it goes to men's health, uh, men's cancer, prostate yep. cancer, all those, all those right. terrible things that they're trying to uh, help out and support. So uh, and maybe we'll have whoever has the best mustache. We can have people put their names in, and we can do a live drawing and have them come shave that person. <laughs> maybe. maybe maybe that's something we can do um the other announcement that we have is we had a pretty interesting podcast this week earlier right oh you i didn't know this was the announcement you were going to make all right well, go I, ahead. Think, I think this should be another one why don't you take it away dude first off you guys are going to want to tune into this podcast it was incredible i want to give brownie fucking credit like put together the doc which was super helpful i feel like you and i were kind of you know feeding off each other in a way where yeah, we were vibing for sure yeah yeah. 100%. So, Brownie, who was it? Tell, tell the listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to virtually sit down with an all-time thumper, an all-time beauty, an all-time wild man, really, you could say. And at one time, one of the most feared, physically physically feared players in the NHL, right? I would Is agree. Fair statement? The only, the not the only, the best player ever from Lithuania 
Darius Kasparitis. Yeah, and it was cool. So we're going to end up releasing that. I need a little bit of help with video. My video guys helped me out with that. Um, and then we'll get that out to you guys. It was awesome. There's definitely some tidbits we're going to clip. Um, some really yeah. cool stories. I, th- I can think of four or five of them off the top of my head that that'll you'll see on our Instagram and all that stuff. But um, Super that's, a, that's a longer intro than normal. That is a longer intro. Than I don't hate it. Kind of break it down, you know, set them all up, take a seat back, relax, get ready to listen. So, uh, Mia Culpa, let's do this. Wait. Uh, all right, go ahead. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ken and Brownie. Well, we this isn't really a Mia Culpa, but I have it in the Mia Culpas. I was going to ask you before the Mea Culpas. Okay. All right, explain TikTok. What do you mean? Our TikTok? In general, for the old heads. So, so TikTok right, is... So we, we have another guy coming on that is very... I don't want to say. He's big in TikTok. Yeah. So, Ked was telling me about it, and I was like, all right, well, let me... And you sent me the guy's account. Is that what you call it? Page? Yeah. So <laughs> There's so many millennials who are like, listen to this old fucker. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I went to look at this guy's page videos whatever and i couldn't i had to sign up for tiktok so mm-hmm. i signed up for tiktok i follow this guy and the morning skate and that's it i appreciate that yeah well you yeah. uh do my part buddy so when you go in there there's not a home page it's just video after video after video right so essentially what it is it's the it's the best way to spend your time like when you're taking a shit like you pull open TikTok. and they're all like 30 seconds is that what yeah. it is and they, they can be a variety of different uh lengths of time i guess but uh you tiktok essentially chooses your page for you so if you like a lot of hockey videos anything like that if you're searching for that your page is going to be filled with stuff like all that. right so that's what i was going to ask <laughs> in order to get the algorithm to get me what i want right instead of like screaming people and stuff which i don't care for okay. um do I have to like it or can I just view the whole video? Uh, if you don't like it, swipe, get the fuck out of there. If right, you immediately. Like, it, like it or you follow whoever it is, I would suggest like looking up hockey videos, outdoor videos. I, know well, I don't know what I've done, but it is it, my entire feed is like Trevor Zegers. I don't know how, but it's all him. It's all Tre- and I like Trevor Zegers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing the kid, but it's all him. It's like Trevor Zegers, some instructional videos. And and then again, yeah, yeah. then it'll be like some random old guy with like WD forty showing me how to f- get a strip nut out of something, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> that's, so. that's that's your page, dude. So uh, I that's TikTok in a nutshell. So I'm doing it right then. I'm TikTok yeah. properly. Yes. Is I'm gonna get ripped on the group chat tomorrow. Big time. Big time. I can't wait to hear about it. There's no <laughs> way that they don't tear you apart for that. <laughs> is TikToking a verb? Is that correct? Oh my God, are you on this person's account? Okay. All right. What's the what's the, ne- what's the next one, dude? All right. So now we go to Mia Culpa's. All right. So <clears throat> McDavid has won the heart twice. I was referring to the Rocket Richard when I was saying he's just gonna. Yeah, that was just a slip of the tongue. Okay. Uh, we neglected to mention that Chris Jericho. To put it full circle with our fans, because there's a big Venn diagram, he was on Impractical Jokers. So. I, I love how like you think all of our fans like Impractical Jokers because you like Impractical Jokers. So do you. <laughs> I've never really seen it. How dare you? Um, all right. So this is I'm just getting shit from people that know me because yeah. I talked about walking home from work and I've gotten a lot of texts on the side like, hey, DUI boy. Let's first off, I have my license. My truck is in the shop. I am fortunate enough to live in a small town 
that I can walk home. And while wearing my sweatshirt walking home, it's free advertising. So eat a bag of dicks. I'm walking by choice. Okay. Uh, Raleigh Fingers never played for Pittsburgh. He played for Oakland, San Francisco, and Milwaukee. So I nailed that with the Oakland. Yeah, you, you were right. I was wrong. Yep. Angela Lansbury was a dame, which is like a big deal. Like Dame Angela. It's like Lord or Sir Elton John or whatever. All right. So I don't think I've ever seen this lady's name in my life. When were we talking about her? Angela Lansbury. She's the one who got her kid away from Charles Manson. Remember? Got it. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, the Ryan Durst show that I couldn't remember was called Outsiders, and it was on WGN from 2016 to 2017. Okay. It was uh, one of the like second or third uh, original thing. And then lastly, uh, last week's three stars, which I don't remember what it was. What was last week's three stars? You remember? Oh, I can't remember yesterday. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, it was a good one. And oh, it was facial hair for okay. November. And it was Disco's idea, so I wanted to give uh, our Caps writer Disco credit because we neglected to last week. All right, there it is. There you go, Disco. I question everything uh, everything else about your life choices, but you were right on that. Stick taps to Disco. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on the soft launch this weekend, too. Uh, he's a taken guy now. So uh, we are going to now move into NHL and the news. Let's play the music. <laughs> Sorry, I was just over here TikToking. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> Colorado Avalanche, we're going to open up with them. First things first, Captain Gabriel Landeskog had arthroscopic surgery on his knee. Will miss 12 weeks. There's no confirmation that this is the same knee he had surgery on last season in the cup run. Pretty big loss for them. Uh, well, I mean, McKinnon kind of, I think, kind of steers that ship. But having him in the lineup, it's definitely like a calming voice. He'll stick Well, up McKinnon's not going to drop the gloves when right. he needs to either. But the thing that I thought was interesting about this was with Landeskog, they went out of their way to say, we cannot confirm it was the same knee. So how to tell me it's the same knee without telling me it's the same knee. You know or what I mean? Or they're throwing your curveball. But you're right. If it wasn't the same knee, wouldn't they just say it wasn't the same knee? Actually, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, and then this was mentioned on, I think, Spin Chicklets. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Nate McKinnon, when Kadri was traded, he texted the group chat, want to let you guys know I signed with Calgary. Remember, I cut no deals on the ice. And then the notification came that uh, Kadri left the group chat. Pretty funny. I That's he, an all-time, uh, like, see ya kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so actually, I, another Chicklets fucking shout-out. I listened to their interview this week. They had Ryan Kessler on. And oh, I know I know he's very hated, whatever it is. And I just kind of picture that Kadri and Kessler are kind of cut from the same cloth. Like they play the the, the, the game the same kind of way, where like they're going to be in your face. It it is what it is. But um, no offense to Chicklets, I saw it was Ryan Kessler, and I said, you know what, I am done listening to players on interviews that I have a dislike for going in. I want to nestle and cultivate and grow my hate i don't want to like extinguish it because that happened to me with pat maroon and i he i'm like oh he's a really good guy but what a piece of shit on the ice and i want to just live in the space of my head that ryan kessler is a shit sandwich so i'm not going to listen to this week's episode no disrespect to those guys okay uh seattle kraken uh, what are the Kraken do machine right? He's averaging 650 time on ice in the five games he's played in. He's been healthy scratched three times already. His total time on ice for the season is 34-14. Uh, Dowdy played 30-12 in a game earlier this season. 
in all but one game, he's played 11 shifts. The other game, he had nine shifts, and all are at even strength. I mean, what do you do with this kid? I know – I feel like the Kraken are definitely forgotten about. Like, I know they're, they're a new team. I don't know what they're doing. Don't really think about like, like, fucking play the kid. What's worse? At some point, him? you're going to harm his development, yeah. I would think. But he's 18 years old. Imagine you at 18 years old. You get dropped down from one. Everyone thinks you're going one. You get dropped down to four. You're then taken by a brand new team. So you're the you're the future. Listen, the future's not Yanni Gord over there, right? Yeah. Put him on power play two and let him work up to power play one. Or have him on the third him line and let him be protected. Let him make mistakes. Have him know? play. If he's not going to play in the NHL, have him play somewhere else. There's no Yeah, that's what play. I said in the thing. Go let him go back to Kingston. Yeah. I would agree. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, Rasmus D- uh, Dahlin became the first defenseman in NHL history to score four goals in his first four games played to open a season. Then he did again on Saturday versus Vancouver. The streak ended at five. He didn't score to uh, against Seattle. But um, this kid, when he was drafted, there was so much talk about how unreal this kid was going to be. And, like, he's been a pretty good defenseman, but, right, he's been kind of lost in Buffalo. Like, Buffalo hasn't been that good. Right. Hard to showcase some stud defenseman when you can't really move the puck to anybody, whatever it is. This is – I'm sure Sabres fans are probably going to hate this, but it's almost like it's coming out party. Like, you already kind of knew that he was, like, a really good defenseman, but now it's like, holy shit, the guy scored four goals in four games in a year. The Sabres are – they're growing. They're becoming more of a team, forming some bit of an identity. But uh, Well, they yeah. also say that D in the NHL takes longer to learn than forward and center. So yeah, that's your it's taking him a little bit longer. The other thing about this, um, the streak – the game the streak ended – uh, Shane Wright was a healthy scratch for Seattle. <laughs> and did you see the play? I don't know if you did, uh, where Darlene, uh, Josh Norris went down in the corner and he skated over like to get the puck and snowed him right in the face and skated away. It was so <laughs> intentional. Honestly, if you're listening to this, look up, go on your phone and look up Rasmus Darlene snow Josh Norris. It's worth the 10 seconds. It's Josh, hilarious. Isn't Josh Norris on the Senators? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought we were talking about the Kraken. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. It was a pre earlier game. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I jumped okay. over. But. Um, yes, check that out. Uh, we're gonna go to Vegas. Phil Kessel became the NHL, the new NHL Iron Man on Tuesday night. As the Knights beat San Jose four two on the road, he also notched his four hundredth career goal in his nine hundred and ninetieth consecutive game. The streak started November third, twenty uh, two thousand nine. Arizona one shift right. Oh and no, then- no, that's what I just wanted to ask you about that. Okay, all right, all right. Um. It's a shame that Leah Hextall was on the call. Like, that fucking sucks. Dude, she's so bad, I have no idea why she's in sports. It's insane. Because everybody's talking about her. It, it drives the conversation. She, like, she's so bad that if she had, like, a big Rangers game on, I would watch it on mute. And I'm not even kidding you. Like, I would not deal with it because I'd be so fucking – it drives me nuts. Um, so the thing I wanted to say, though, before we go further, the, the Arizona – so – do you remember when he was in Arizona and his longtime girlfriend was having their kid and yeah, they let him play one shift? And then the owner gave him a, um, like a PJ to go right. home, right? Uh, look how everyone has treated Kessel. And look what happened to Yandel. And it just shows you two organizations that do things so polar opposite. And it's not like Yandel's a dick. Yandel is loved everywhere yeah. he goes. And so is Kessel. And you would think that you'd rally the the boys around that kind of thing. I still, I just, I'm not over the fact the way what happened to Yandel. It just, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. No, you know, see, especially that. seeing this. I mean, Kessel was always going to catch him, but.
but Yandel would have had it for another 20 games maybe or something. Yeah, and it wasn't like they were in the heat of a fucking playoff. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, their retro jerseys, they glow in the dark. That was Yeah, did you know that? Yeah, that was something. Oh, I didn't see that. It has to be like an official one because if you buy one from Fanatics, it doesn't glow in the dark. Really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yep. Um, Minnesota, Alex Goligoski notches 1,000th game played the other night. The Minnesota Navy has played for Pittsburgh, Dallas, Arizona, and Minnesota. Um, this guy, very under the radar, carved out one hell of a hockey career. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I don't really think Steady he's Eddie, ever a premier know? name, but he's always on. He's always a Solid. good player, and teams always want him. And he yeah. plays, like, I feel like he would have been a great like Detroit Red Wing back when they were really good. Does that make sense? Mm. I don't know. Uh, Toronto, Jake Muzzin back to LTIR with a neck injury. He also had back discomfort in training camp. Matt Murray is also placed on long-term injury reserve with a hip abductor. Uh, I feel like Muzzin's a Band-Aid. That guy gets hurt. It seems they, like I, I saw a report. I don't – maybe it was TSN where – I think it was like an op-ed, so it had to be TSN, where I think that they – or maybe it was a Toronto star, where they were like, at this point, should Jake Muzzin just try to get his health back and shut it down? He gets hurt all the time. Yeah, and at some point, it's going to affect the quality of life. So that's what I think the point of that whole thing was. I, I mean, listen, he's a Toronto Maple Leafs, so I don't really care for many of that team, but I do like the way he plays. Right. Um, this is <coughs> – Yeah, Vancouver, they're 0-5-2. They're boot off the ice at their home opener, and fans have taken and thrown jerseys on the ice. Things got worse when president of Hockey Ops, Jim Rutherford, talked to reporters after a loss against uh, the Sabres. Among the alarming statements for Canucks fans – I'm the same as fans and everyone. It's frustrating. It's hard to watch. We didn't have a very good camp, and it's been carried over into the season. We have a lot of bad habits. Sheesh, yeah. that's that kind of fall. These the are just all clips, but it's brutal. When you have injuries, you've got to have a next man ups mentality. When you start talking about injuries, you're admitting you're a losing team. Regarding Boudreaux, it was my understanding that he was going to get a contract for just last year. He got a contract really for two years, so he still has his contract. It wasn't that we extended him one year. It was that we lived by the contract he had. As I look at it now, it was the right thing to do. He's got to work with this team, and at the appropriate time, we'll talk to him about what his future holds. Regarding the rebuild, I think people have to realize how long rebuilds are, and you look at some of the teams that went through it, and you look how good they are. But there were a lot of tough years. I mean, we may very well be in a rebuild. We may be in a rebuild in the direction that it's going. That's Sheesh. tough, dude. And yeah. the, thing with, the thing he said about Boudreaux, um, it's almost like it was like such word salad. It was almost like he doesn't know the contract. Right. And he was like, yeah, well, I guess it's two. And we got him. And they're still playing. I, I think they're still paying Travis Green like a few million a year mm -hmm. not to coach. Yeah. it's And with the injuries thing, it's not just injuries. I think they're missing their top 4D, right? Or top three. <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's not good there right now, man. And they no. just locked JT Miller up to that huge contract. There was a clip of him and Luke Shen kind of going at it and Connor Garland having to get in the middle of it. It's Well, that's sometimes a good thing, actually. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, they're playing Calgary. hard though. If you watch the games, <laughs> the players are playing hard. There's no, yeah. they're not quitting. And I, so <clears throat> if you get rid of Boudreaux right this mm -hmm. early, you have to bring in an opposite type guy, right? And Boudreaux is such a player's guy. It's got to be like a Tortorella, right? right. Someone's going to come in and kick ass. And the way they love Boudreaux and how hard they're playing for Boudreaux, I think that would almost backfire. They've yeah. really painted themselves into a corner. It's uh, I don't really know what they're gonna do, man. We'll yeah. see. Um, your boy Milan Lucic played his 1100th game last week. Vancouver native has played for Boston, the Kings, Edmonton, and now Calgary. Uh, 
talk talk to us about what what Lucic meant as a Bruin. I have to charge us, but talk to us about this. Uh, so Lucic, I think it's complicated with him because he was, you know, he was a force of nature when he broke in because they had him for like eleven games, um, and they had to decide before the 11th game, if he was going to go back to his junior team, the Vancouver giants. And obviously they didn't send him back. You know, you remember that big hit where he put, uh, what's his name? Van Ryan, I think was his name through the glass, you know, on the, uh, on the Leafs, right. Uh, was it the Leafs? I think it was the Leafs. Yeah, maybe. What? But Luch was unbelievable. But then towards the end of his time here, he had that 30 goal season where I think nine or 11 were empty net goals. Um, he started to do the, you know, coast and not skate. I think his best year in terms of besides his early years was when Aginla was here on the other side. Because how are you not going to bust your ass with Aginla on the opposite wing, right? Uh, but he was a force of nature. He could fight. He was tough. He could forecheck. He could crash the net. He was, the, he was the identity of the Bruins, dude. Yeah, he, well, he was part of it. Yeah, him, McQuaid, Chara, Thornton. They were top Nathan Horton, you know. Campbell, like all yeah, of them were yeah. tough as shit, dude. Johnny yeah. Boyfuck would throw. Yeah, yeah, they were they were definitely tough. And he was instrumental in that 2011 team, uh, you know, and he still loves rubbing it into Vancouver's face. I I uh I think his time here was was well uh like I think his time here was good, and I think he left when it was the right time for him to leave. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, you know, and it was and really- I think he's kind of I think he's kind of reinvented himself a little bit as a bottom six. Uh, I think he still plays meaningful minutes. He can still fire the team up. I think he's playing third line for Calgary now. I know? think he went from being on the Bruins where he was like way up here to the Kings where he like kind of went down. The Oilers yeah. kind of went down, but now Calgary. I would put him if I were to rank him how he would be. Bruins, Calgary, and then the other two are just kind of a toss-up. But he, he has well, I think he's, it he's also a perfect Sutter kind of player. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. No. For sure. Uh, women's game. Sarah Nurse explained the impact she's seen after becoming the first woman on the cover of EA Sports NHL. It's a little. It's the little boys too, to be honest, because obviously the little girls are so excited because they're like, "Oh my God, you're on a video game cover." But seeing the little boys recognize me and be like, oh, my gosh, you're so famous. You're the one on the cover has been pretty cool because once boys recognize the value of women in sports and understand that women in sports are impactful and here to stay, that's when we're going to see change in the game. I just thought it was a really well thought out answer. And, you know, I, she's all, I'm sure she's been asked this a thousand times, but. Right. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Here. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Maz. Get the get the lotion. Get <laughs> dim the lights. Put your pants we're, down. Here we go. In Detroit, Dylan Larkin. Uh, <laughs> is he becoming a more complete player in front of our eyes? The Wings captain is playing 200 feet, drawing praise around the league for his commitment and hustle. His contracts are up at the end of the year in a similar situation as CBY dealt with in Tampa Bay with Stamkos. So yeah, there was so- a play earlier this week where they were down a goal, pulled that, pulled the goalie. The Forget somebody went to, to shoot on empty net. Larkin came out of nowhere, back checked. Put puck in the corner and they ended up tying it up and then winning the game. Um, I mean, little things like that, dude. Like, that's two points that you would not have had if he didn't do that. So, the, the comparison to Stamkos, because Stamkos in his career was more offensive. I think Larkin at the same point has a more all around game, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but I Larkin remember, a great player, dude. 
In What's my that? opinion, Larkin's a great player. In my opinion, very underrated. Like he's a very oh, yeah. good yeah. field. And it's weird because Detroit should be one of the teams where like you know about all their guys, but they've been so irrelevant for like a yeah. decent. Well, I think they're on they're on the come up. But the no, whole thing with the Stamkos <clears throat> comparison is that Stamkos wanted to stay as the captain. He wanted to be in Tampa, and he signed a long term deal, which he could have got more money. And I, I think it was thirty, huh? I think he was supposed to go to the Rangers. I think he. I think it was thirty-two thoughts, because uh, Friedman always has that inside stuff. Um, I think he said he signed for less for term because he wanted to stay there, and that was Eisenman. And I think it'll be a similar. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Larkin. Can you imagine if he went to the Rangers and they had Stamkos and fucking Stamkos? Oh, yeah, sliding door oh, moment right there, buddy. Um, same with Joe Sackick. That was like a big story back in the day. That yeah. Sackick signed an offer sheet with the Rangers and then Colorado yeah. matched. Um, also, Jacob Verana has placed himself in the NHLPA player assistance program. Oh, hold um, on here. Don't, yeah. So, the, the last sentence. So, the, uh, so on 32 Thoughts, that same episode I was listening to, they were talking about how they had the player media days, you know, where they do mm-hmm. that. And, um, Verana came in and I guess he looked a little disheveled and not clean and neat, you know. And jokingly, they were like, oh, you still up from last night? And uh, he made some offhand remark joke about it. And then I guess they felt Merrick and Fridge there felt awful when this news broke. But the reason they made a point to talk about, and the reason I put it in our document, because if Rana going to uh, get help helps one person, then it's impactful and it's worthwhile. Yeah. So it shouldn't be looked at as like, oh, he fucked up and he can't play. No, he's doing what's best for himself as a person before the hockey player. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. And there shouldn't be a stigma attached to it. He's doing the right thing. You know? Yeah. And so. you, you know, something you're see you're starting to see more and more in that with the game. Yeah. Like, I think it's right. Uh who's the guy in the Canadians? Young center who's drafted super. Oh, Jonathan Druin. He took himself yeah. out for like a while. Yeah. Um but yeah. If, Listen, if you ever need help or anything like that, don't be fucking afraid to ask for it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Philadelphia. Oh, boy. Torts laying down the hammer. Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny were benched on Sunday night for the third period at the Flyers. Had already lost JVR in the first. He wanted to discuss it after the game, but the team responded out shooting San Jose 17-6 to in the third. After the game, he added that the team sucked, but he liked that they played hard with different combos in the third. They're off until tomorrow when they host Florida. Uh, and then just one other little interesting tidbit: reverse jerseys. Uh, they're gonna wear those Cooperalls, like those overall fucking. Dude, those are awesome. They look yeah. awesome. Did you see the picture of them? Yeah, their their long pants will be worn with orange stripe down the side with white pinstriping. I have a question because I knew that I think they wore them in warmups the other day. Are they wearing them in a game? No, just they're only gonna wear them in warmups for the games that they wear the retro jerseys. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. They're sick though. Yeah, and how about torts just being torts, dude? Like, I, I'm I'm really not that shocked that Kevin Hayes might not be a torts guy off the rip. I yeah. am a little shocked that Travis Konechny isn't, though, because I figured well, that Konechny, him- I didn't hear Hayes talk. I read what Hayes said. Hayes like, yeah, he's like, clearly I'm not playing up to the caliber that is expected or something like that. I mean, Hayes, Hayes is a pro, but Konechny was, like, very up, up front about it. He's like, look, I was, I was a minus two. He's like, I yeah, I shouldn't have played. You know, he was very, yeah. Dude, I hope Torch transforms that fucking franchise around, just turns them. Like, that would be the fire. Yeah, I mean, that would be good. We've said, we've long said that the NHL is better when Philadelphia is relevant. But 
there's the other half of me that just loves to see the chaos and just if it just goes downhill. Well, I mean, there's been there's been some Delore seems to be fighting pretty much every fucking game. So yeah. um Montreal, their first overall pick, Slavkowski scored his first NHL goal at the Bell Center and then went right at Arizona Josh Brown, who had been playing in physical all night, yelling at his face. I'm pretty sure he said that was great. something like yeah. that. Uh oh, thank you so much for this. Arbor Jack Eye. Did I nail that? Yep. Uh, has a new nickname from his teammates. Wi-Fi, they say, because his last name spelled X-H-E-K-A-J-O-N, just like kind of like a Wi-Fi code. Just like also, Jack I would sound, right? <laughs> dude, he also fucked up Zach Cassian. I was going to mention that. that. I forgot to put it in there. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And like this guy has tons of fights. Like if you look up his YouTube, I think that was the case of a Cassian didn't really know that this young kid could Check throw. the game notes, bud. If you watch... <laughs> They drop the gloves and they're kind of going to center ice. And then Cassian like kind of looks at his teammate for a second. And as soon as he did that, Arbor went in hard, dude. Got yeah, in there quick, hit it, was ragdolling him. Cassian's the end, a tough motherfucker. The end, uh, Cassian turtled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Cassian's a tough motherfucker too. So I mean yeah. that that's great for Montreal. Um they traded Chicago trade, for Nicholas Bodon. Also, I Carrie Price was in the news. He said that he doesn't think that he's he's gonna retire. Something along those lines, oh, which I think I if you're a Montreal fan, you're probably happy about. But um, what's going to be out there? Connor Bedard, WHL. His first 12 games played for the St. Uh, Regina Pats. His stat line, 10 goals, 11 assists, 21 points. 76 shot on goals with 20 pims and a plus four rating. Yeah, but 76, 76 shots on net with 10 goals, I think that's a really high rate. I mean – Brownie, how many guys do you know that have 76 shots on goal in 12 games? I probably don't have 76 shots on goal in <coughs> ever. Total. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. Like, he's oh, but, he's, but he, it's a highlight a day out of Canada with him. It's it's just over six shots a game this guy's having. Just I feel like at that level, for what he is, I don't think that's excessive. I think he's going to – this is – the one, I mean, every year we talk about oh, this one kid. I think this kid's gonna be this great. kid's gonna be like a Crosby type. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Florida, they placed Aaron Eckblag on long-term injury reserve with a grade two, two groin strain. He got injured while chasing down DeBrusque when the Panthers played the Bruins. Another you guy saw it happen. He went to take like a quick turn and he just kind of started gliding. Yeah, uh, another guy that can't yeah. stay healthy. Sucks. Yeah. Ottawa, tough break to start the season. You mentioned Josh Norris earlier. He might miss three to five months or the entire season with shoulder surgery. While waiting results for the MRI, he'll have to decide to go to rehab or the surgery route. This was the same shoulder he hurt last year, but this injury is supposedly a different injury than what sidelined him before. He's in the first year of an eight-year, $63.6 million a year deal. Every every single article out of Ottawa mentions the contract. It's like uh, he didn't mean to get hurt. I know, but like if – if this kid was on the Rangers and we assigned to that big deal and literally like, I know I would name here losing it. Yeah, I know. Um, All right. Ready for your Gretzky fact of the week. NHL fewest games is 700 career points. Crosby 497, McDavid 488, Curry 483, Bossy 469, Stasny 457, Mario 363, Wayne Gretzky 317 games to get this. He made it to 700 points in 317 games played. <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy, dude. That's insane. Um, and then last thing, NHL on the news wise, 
Arizona, these temporary dressing rooms that they just came out with, like, I'm not kidding. Like, we've gotten dressed in better locker rooms like what I played. <laughs> like, I've gotten dressed in better locker rooms for beer league, dude. Which is fucking crazy. I mean, it's going to be different. I am kind of pumped to see what an NHL game is going to, like, kind of be like in there. But yeah. it was funny. I think Butcher Gross interviewed some of the guys that played college hockey, like Eichel, uh, Zegris, uh, Ottinger, and there was one other one. He was the talking. You about. mentioned all played for like a year. <laughs> yeah, but then he was talking to them about like what it was like playing college hockey and what they think it's going to be like in Arizona. And Zegris is like, I think it's going to be sick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. they're fired up for it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think. There's no way to make the playoffs, but could you imagine if they just kind of like pulled together like some crazy fucking year and then playoff hockey was in a barn that packed was it five thousand people? Who knows? I I mean, how many cameras they gonna have? Is it gonna be one stationary camera at center ice? I mean, they're not gonna be able to do the whole setup like a regular rink. It's gonna be interesting to see. But I have the puck now. I'm gonna dump it in the fucking corner. Dump and change, Brownie. (laughs) All right. So R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. You're gonna have to look up who this is. I'm sure. Uh, he died of injuries sustained in a car crash last week at the age of 67. He was known for his roles on Will and Grace and the American Horror Stories franchise. Very the, funny Southern saw guy. Yeah, I saw the picture of him on uh, Twitter. I knew who he was. Yep. Uh, all right, so this is the porta potty porta potty guy. So, uh, so they call him out west. They call him vault toilets. It's a concrete little hut. It's like a concrete porta potty. And this guy dropped his phone down into the hole at a remote Montana fishing site. And he went in, he stripped off all his clothes, hung them up. Well, you want to get his clothes all covered in shit and piss and climbed down into the hole. He could not get out. And he was in there for three hours uh, before someone came along and went to the door and it was locked. And they were like, and someone was like, is someone there? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm stuck. And the guy had to like Jimmy the door open to get in because it was locked right and the guy was sticking up like i think they said you could only see from like his uh sternum up because this the part you sit on to take a deuce in one of those (coughs) excuse me the whole thing just lifts off so the guy lifted the whole thing off crawled down in there and then with trying to get out i guess he was all scraped up he couldn't get him out luckily another guy came and the two of them ended up giving him like uh they gave him a like a collapsible beach chair to put down in there and he climbed up and they got him out but yeah that's my that's my worst fucking nightmare yeah it's oh it's horrifying it was hilarious i listened to a podcast the guy was on it not the guy in the hole the guy who saved him uh was meat eater meat eater had it it was a pretty funny podcast uh and they yeah it was it was a hilarious story so how many showers how many showers do you take I'd probably still be showering. I guess the guy went to the river. There was a river right there. He went and dove in the river immediately. Oh, but, but he got but imagine like what, what the jeopardy of his health because he got all scraped up on his sides from trying to get out on the yeah, water. dude. And then he's still in the shit. I don't know how full it was, but they said he was walking around and he could hear it like squash, squish. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Move on to all the right. next uh, Aaron and Austin Nola, I don't know if I'm saying that right, became the first siblings to play each other in the major league postseason. Uh, one's a pitcher and one's a catcher, I believe. Yep. Uh, ready to feel old. The Rock's daughter debuted on NXT earlier this week. 
Uh, her name is Simone Johnson, a.k.a. Ava Rain. Uh, she's Yeah, she's now part of the WWE. She's 21 years old. Probably going to make so much money. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, she needs it, I don't think. Uh, oh, this this is a great story. The Petty King. So the NFL Washington Commanders, well, now starter quarterback, Taylor Heineke, uh, buys a pair of Jordans in the primary colors of every NFL team he beats the Monday after the W. It's kind of cool. He says, I saw the interview, he says he's a small guy, so he spends time in the trainer's room, you know, and when he's in there with those guys, he, like, looks up the shoes and buys them. Which is, cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, speaking of baseball, uh, tough look for the Yankees, buddy, as the San Francisco Giants have stated they, quote, they will not be outspent in the pursuit of free agent slugger Aaron Judge, who hails from Northern California. I can't talk about this because I'll I'll go on for like thirty minutes about the Yankees and how just they have completely fumbled this. I don't want to. Okay, all right, we'll save it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this one, you know what? Listen, I just want to stay it right now. Crazy. I just saw this. Yeah, I same here. Just saw this. Bizarre. So I want to say for the record that we are pro Keanu Reeves podcast. So Keanu Reeves was in Youngblood. He was a goalie in Youngblood. I wrote a blog about him probably one or two years ago, and he moved to. Hollywood, he was at a gas station, walked out, and there were dudes on rollerblades, starts talking to him. They play roller hockey. It's like, do you mind if I play? He played every Sunday for 10 years with those guys, other than like holidays and a vacation here and there. Every Sunday he would go and play. Dude, the stuff that this guy does, how like he took uh so the John Wick franchise, that was his stunt double, was the guy behind John Wick. And he had this idea for this movie. And he was telling Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves said, I will do it for scale, which is basically like if they gave you the job, what you would get or what I would get. He's millions and millions. He's like, I'll do it for scale and to get it off the ground. And so he helped his buddy. The Matrix, he gave like, I think he got, I forget how it works, but he got like a percentage of the gross and he divided it up amongst all the people working there. I mean, the guy, the stories about him are legendary. So Matthew Perry, fuck this guy. He was like the least funny guy on a mid show, in my opinion. I see. I like Friends, and I liked him in Friends. I liked him. He was in the whole nine yards with Bruce Willis. I thought he was pretty funny, but I I'm out on this guy after. So he he's got a book about about his overcoming uh, uh, opioid addiction. addiction. Yeah. Uh, they have no, and he has a beef with, uh, Keanu Reeves. They have no work history. They have no public beef. And yeah, it just it was, sounds it like, crazy. he just like, it sounds like jealousy. Yeah. He said that, um, I'm not going to say the name of the book cause I'll be goddamned yeah. if I'm going to promote a book that slanders Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Um, he takes two instances to lament the fact that Reeves is still alive as more talented actors and original thinkers such as Chris Farley, Heath Ledger, and River Phoenix are gone. Yeah, he was like talking about River Phoenix and he was like, he was brilliant. He was an awesome guy, one of the best actors of all time. He's like, but I could keep up with him and kept talking yeah. about who he was. And then just immediately the next line was like, I can't believe that this guy passed away, but guys like Keanu Reeves are still yeah. alive or something like that. It's so crazy. So the uh, the way I, the way it read to me is that he was super narcissistic, right? Making yeah. everything about him. Like he talked about how Chris Farley uh, passed away, and he was so upset he punched a hole in his dressing room wall. And, and, and Jennifer then, Aniston's dressing room. Yeah, something. and then he goes, and then I had to go out and do promo for the movie that we were in to get. Like, shut up, guy. Yeah. And and the the thing that it sounded like because Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix were famously very very close, 
And I wonder if Matthew Perry was like the third wheel and he's always been. Oh, like I, didn't, I didn't know that they were close. I didn't know. That. Yeah. Yeah. They're very close. Yeah. Just so, really weird. Yeah. And like I said, he was the least funny one on friends. I would, compare, I would compare this to like if you were talking world wars and stuff like that. It was just like in North Korea, like I'm just going to send up a random bomb at, at, at a random ass time. Yeah, you, I, like Keanu Reeves somewhere in the world right now is going, what? Who? Yeah, but, but here's you know? the thing. If, if, and it's still a piece of shit move, but you want to get buzz for a book. If he kind of took the thought, hey, listen, I'm going to chirp somebody in the industry. Who can I chirp to generate buzz? And he picked this guy. If like that picking, was the like thought on behind things. If that was the thought behind it, genius. But I don't know if he's that smart to do something like that. So it's right. like, I I hope Keanu Reeves just bitch slaps him around. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, all yeah, right, that's Rangers. a dump of change, buddy. Yeah, Rangers Bruins. Uh, the Rangers are o two and two in their last four. They got spanked by the Jets. They uh, it's it's been they played the Avalanche last night, and I thought they played a really good game. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Georgiev in my zero of the week. But, uh, yeah, it was back and forth. He had ESPN all over Kale McCarr. And then what does Adam Fox do? He goes over to McKinnon. He hits him, puts him on his ass. Adam Fox isn't big, and McKinnon's huge. Can you, like, I can't even imagine trying to knock that guy off the puck. Knocks him off the puck, knocks him over, goes up. And, the and Adam Fox isn't – he's not – he's, well, he's not He's not fast. Like, he's a fast no. skater, right? Yeah. But his speed is not his thing. Like, Kale McCarr flies. Yeah, right? he's just electric. So, so – it's more impressive the that hit because you don't have that momentum. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. all right, go ahead. no, makes the puck goes the other way. They score, um, and then they ended up losing in a shootout. Evan Rodriguez had a sick move. Panarin had a nice move. Um, it was a it was a really good game. It was one of those games where it's like, listen, at least they got a point, and they just played this defending Stanley Cup champions, and they didn't look entirely out of the place. They had a brutal first period, but after that, it picked up. Could then you bet on it? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, dude. I found a new favorite bet that I've been doing. You want to hear about it? And I saw sure. it on Twitter last night. Didn't even know you could do it. You can bet on whether or not a certain player gets a certain amount of shots throughout the course of the game. Huh. So I have a three, uh, three player parlay tonight. Zabinajad was over three and a half. He had four dry over three and a half. He had two going into the third. I don't know what's going on now. And then I think it was Stamkos three and a half. And if all those guys get four shots on that, I think it bet like I don't know. You win a lot of money. So nice. it's kind of a cool oh, thing. Yeah. Um, but then the Rangers, they played the Islanders tonight. They lost three, nothing. They got shut out. And I was telling you like offline, like it sucks. That they lost like the bad third period, but fuck man. Like, I don't think I it was a bad they, third period. I they didn't they played well. I thought they played really well. They, you had a whole excellent goalie. Yeah. It was, uh, they looked engaged. I tell you what, dude, a player that really impressed me is Vinny Trocek. Um, I knew I was going to like him, but holy fuck, man, he's such a rat and he competes and he finishes every single I wish Barzal had dropped his gloves and just beat the wheels off him. I love Trocek. I, he, dude, you would love him on the Bruins. Like, yeah, he's, he's not, not a pussy at all. It's, it's so much fun to watch. He's in the middle of everything. Um, what's the, what's the other guy? Uh, Gauthier, is that how you say his name? Yeah, so that's funny. So they sent him down. They brought him back up. This is a guy that if you've never seen him play before and you watch him play one NHL game, you're like, holy shit, this guy's sick. That's Except exactly my view of him. He fucking flies, dude. Yeah, so he doesn't – yeah, but he takes a ton of offensive zone penalties. And he, oh, he? he's good for one or two plays a game where he flies by defense and drives the net and just doesn't score. Like that is 
He just doesn't score. That's his move. His move is to fucking go completely around the defense and make it look sick and then not be. Uh, talk about completely around the defense. And how about Capo Caco walking through fucking, I think he went over to the bench and went through a couple of Islanders on the bench just to make it more challenging. He went through yeah. the whole team. Yeah. So here's the thing. They're 0-2-2. Two two. It sucks. I would have felt way better if they had won tonight. But at the same time, like, I don't think they're playing terrible hockey. I just, I wish there was a little bit more jam. And here's one for you. Something's wrong with Kreider. Um, he, so we, as Rangers fans, we've kind of adjusted to the fact that he was widely inconsistent. And then last year he scored 52 goals yeah. in a year. He was involved in every play against the avalanche. He's just turned the puck over, like on the power play, just throwing it to the middle of the ice. Puck went out of the zone. Happened like three or four times. I didn't notice him at all tonight against Islanders. I don't oh, know if he's yeah, hurt yeah. or what the fuck is going on with him, but, and this was one of the big kind of fears with the Rangers is they did really well last year. Chris Kreider scored 52 goals. Is Chris Kreider ever going to score 52 goals again? It's it's unlikely. Right? One season. So if he doesn't score 52, who's going to put all those other pucks in the net? And that was kind of like a fear kind of going into it. Um, hopefully he finds his game. I don't know what the fuck he's doing right now. Um, so we'll see. And then one other thing. Um, we might end up having a podcast with Ryan Holwig. If you're a Rangers fan, you're going to know who this guy is. He is a fucking savage. Um, so hopefully we can get him on. But that's kind of what I had. I know you watched the Rangers game tonight. Were there any things that kind of stuck out to you? I am counting the days until the New York Rangers can't afford to sign UFA Lindgren. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> I fucking, fucking love that guy. He's Jesus fucking great, man. He's, he's a warrior. He's a, he, a and that mustache player. is fucking phenomenal. He's just a stud. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I thought they played very well. I mean, I watched the game. I I'll get to why I had some issues with the first period when I get to my zeros. But uh, I I I just think that I I don't and I don't think Halak. Maybe the first goal was a little iffy, but the second and third, he didn't have a fucking chance. Yeah, it's, uh, they just well, you got to score. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. You got to score. I think Zabinajad was invisible tonight. Uh, Kreider, like you said, who was the first line? Zabinajad, Kreider, Capo. Oh, see, I thought Capo had a good game, but his was all individual efforts, like during a change and stuff. So, yeah. our, our actually, best line so far this year has been Panarin, Trocheck, and Lafreniere. It hasn't even yeah, and, and Lafreniere yeah, just Hedel. missed the backdoor one tonight too, right? Wasn't that yeah. him? Yeah, and so. Philip Hedel, he is out for the next at least three games following the Islanders, they think he might have a concussion, which sucks. And it, it really shows you like, holy fuck, man, we do miss Phil because we have two lines. And if those lines aren't scoring, our bottom two aren't going to do yeah. that. So I do like the fact that three, nothing game, uh, like a minute 10 left and Sammy Blaze blowing up people behind the Islanders net. Yeah, like, oh, I, like Rocky, I didn't hear no bell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Physical specimen, that guy. Yeah. But that's what I got for the Rangers. What do we got for the Bees, man? Uh, the Bruins remain perfect at home, getting 10 out of a possible 10. Their only loss in the season uh, was at Ottawa on the road, uh, and that was on a back-to-back. They got Detroit on third. What's today? Today's Wednesday? Yep. They have Detroit tomorrow, I believe, Thursday. Um, listen, I will back up all of this. Felino, I will walk it back. Felino and DeBrusque are still playing great hockey. Cool. I'm telling you, Felino must – I don't know what he did. Maybe he got a trainer or something, but he just looks leaner and faster. Uh, Krejci and Pasternak and Hall, that whole line, like, shares a brain. My only – and this is, like, a minor, minor complaint. They almost t- pass too much. 
Like they, you know what I mean? Like, let's get some shots on that. Um, AJ Greer, every time he's on the ice, dude, every time he's on the ice, he's noticeable. He provides a spark. They were putting him out there at penalty killing. I think I saw him with Bergeron at one point. They threw him out there. Uh, Allmark, Allmark sees the net at this point. I don't know when they're going to play Swayman again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I doubt it'll be tomorrow, but you know, it will be because I just said that. Um, Connor Clifton, best hockey of his career with, with these guys out. He had a play where he blew up Rupe Hints on a clean, like reverse check. Colin Miller, the old chiller, came in to confront him. And when they were going, uh, Clifton dropped him with an uppercut. <clears throat> Colin Miller's no slouch. So, yeah. Cliff, Cliffy, uh, Cliffy Hockey, man. Yeah. Also, you mentioned Rope Hints. I think he might be on the last year of his deal, and I do not know how the Dallas Stars are going to be able to afford that guy. Well, I will say this after Clifton hit him, Rupe Hints disappeared the rest of the game after that play. And he was flying. He was noticeable, very noticeable. I'm sorry, Fink. I know you love your boy Robertson, but him and Hints after that hit disappeared. I didn't hear Robinson's name on the on the telecast. Uh, Craig Smith came back in for Minnesota and Dallas. He was buzzing with Coyle and Freddie. Uh, and this one, I sent you that screenshot of the, the tweet today, Ty Anderson. I guess he asked Marshawn if he was going to play tomorrow. And he said, oh, he said possibly, I think is what he said. But the time Montgomery <laughs> shot that all down. But he is ahead of his timeline. And Montgomery said that it's most likely to be before Thanksgiving. Dude, if I'm the Bruins and you guys are buzzing like this, that's basically what they are. Like. Yeah, that's what it said. But he he was out there today in practice with uh, the regular jersey. He didn't have the yellow on. He was with Bergeron and DeBrusque, and he was on PP one. So he's close. Uh, oh, and the last thing, this is one of those only in sports type deals. So the goal that Bergeron scored to put him third all time, his four hundred and third career goal. It was 19 years to the day of his first career goal uh, versus the Kings back in 2003. Isn't that crazy? Sports, man. Sports. Uh, Beer League played in our first game. Uh, First game of the year. Yep. First game of the year I'd sat out. We lost. uh, I think we lost in a shootout. We were up 3-0. Oh, you were at softball, right? That's what you had. No, I had fucking had a uh, hamstring thing. Oh, right. From softball. Yeah. Um, so we lost, we were up three, nothing with five minutes left, ended up losing in a shootout last game. We pumped this team. I think it was like nine, three. I put a, a fish bowl on, I'm going to the cage. I can't breathe with that fucking thing. Like I, I can't do it. I get back to the bench. I'm fucking sweating and I have the thing up. Wait, what's a, what do you mean a fish bowl? Like, uh, like the, the, the glass and then the, the glass and then the cage. Oh, you mean the full. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I thought when you said a fishbowl, I thought you meant you had the shield with the cage down below. No, 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 no. That's what I thought you meant. Um, but I can't fucking breathe through the thing. So I'm definitely yeah, gonna put the cage on. It's brutal. Every every time I got back to the bench, I'd put it up, I'd be fucking white and sweat off my face, and then I'd put it down and be all and it would fog right up. Yeah. Yeah, not into it. So I'm I'm gonna go to a cage. Uh, but yeah, we ended up winning. Our team's pretty they drafted defensive heavily. And we have really good defensemen, and it's it's a fucking it's a pretty fun league. The ref, uh, before the we dropped the puck for the opening draw, he must have ref the game that I almost lost my eye because he came right up and he's like, "How's everything going, dude?" Oh, so nice. Like that was kind of cool. Hey, you know what I have? I have an old cat's eye cage. <laughs> I'm not. I'm putting on a fucking cage. It's all I'm gonna. No, do. it's a cage. It's a cage. It's the old cat's eye ones. I think one of uh, I think one of my defensemen actually has one of those. They're sick. 
But, um, yeah, it was just fun to be back on the ice. It was a good skate, in and out, got the W, and then fucking that's kind of what's going on with uh, with Beer League. It was, it was a pretty good week. What, what do you got going on? Well, we, we had that first game. We we walloped them seven or eight to three, whatever it was, and then we were supposed to play again, uh, and the guys were dropping like flies on the group chat with uh, COVID positive tests. So the captain uh, – contacted the league and let them know let the said hey listen you know we don't have a goalie we're down like six guys meanwhile in the group chat i'm like uh if you find a goalie i'm in you know (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh yeah i i guess they had a i don't know there must be some magic cutoff number um and uh they postponed the game so i don't even have a game so hopefully everybody Feels better, gets better. But I am going to use this platform in my time in Beer League to rant about something, if that's mm-hmm. all right. So cool. I found out today, um, you know how the Winter Classic is here in Boston, right? Yeah. yeah. This year, Penguins versus uh, Bruins. So what they do when they have the sheet set up, they you can rent the ice. It's like five grand an hour. It's something crazy. It might even be more than that. It's insane. But anyways, they do other games. Like they have colleges and, mm-hmm. you know, different things. So I texted the Northeastern coach and I'm like, Hey man, are you guys going to be on the sheet at Fenway? And he goes, you're not going to believe this. It's BU and Holy cross. And I was like, what the, what? He's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. So then I was like, Oh, you should rent the sheet and do like a red black. He's like, it's not Alabama football. That's not happening here. (laughs) So I did a little digging. So, it's BU versus Holy Cross, okay? BU is uh, nationally ranked, the NCAAs. Northeastern is ranked seven. They dropped from three to seven because they lost the game to Maine, which they shouldn't have. But Northeastern is ranked seven. BU is currently ranked 29th. Holy Cross is currently ranked 24th. Both Jeez. with losing records on the NCAA. In Hockey East, where there's 10 teams, okay? Northeastern is first and going for their sixth consecutive Hockey East title, like the big dog. Yeah. BU is ranked seventh and Holy Cross is ranked eighth, both with losing records in Hockey East play. Yeah. It's all, in my opinion, it's because of the uh, spawn. What do you call it? It's BU. What do you call it? Not not alumni. Boosters. It's all the boosters, the big movers and shakers. And Northeastern's more of a blue collar, you know, yeah. you do your work, study and stuff. So I just think it's a travesty and I think it should be Northeastern. You want to put BU in there, fine. Or, you know, but I mean, the three time Olympian, the premier power forward in women's <laughs> hockey, like, why aren't they out there? You know? They, uh, they they came out with the video on Instagram and it was like, how many times people said Katie Nolan practice? Did you get to see this? No, no. It was pretty funny. Like it was on somebody, somebody was mic'd up and they're like, Oh, there goes Katie Noel again. Katie Noel doing Katie Noel things. And every time somebody say Katie Noel, they'd be like, dash, 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 dash. And what was it? Was on their Instagram? It was on their Instagram page. I'll yeah. have to go look at it. You, you, you might I think you've turned me into a Northeastern's women's hockey fan. They're too. awesome. They're awesome, dude. They're a fun fun team to watch, and it would be even better to watch them at Fenway because I probably could have you know <laughs> my way out there. I even said to him, like, we'll do, a, we'll do a live podcast, me and Ken. Dude, you, you could have convinced him that you'd be, like, the stick guy. Did you see that video of the Anything. Toronto Maple Leaf stick oh, guy? Yeah. The play's going on. He's like, I could have done that. 
I could that do that. Than you. Especially yeah. outside in Fenway, we could put one of those newspaper hats on you. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snort, snort, snort a couple of ground up Adderall, and I'd be wired right in on the NCAA stick. opportunity miss, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, here we go. Hero and Zero time. My hero of the week for my birthday, Saturday. Oh. Um, I'm not a big, like, I don't really take vacation during like the year. I just don't do it. Like every once in a while, I'll take a half day on a Friday or something like that. And mm -hmm. it seems to be every year at the end of the year, I have all these extra vacation days. And it's That's like, the best though. But it's the best because I like, I remember. Are you, I allowed, to, are you allowed to roll any over? Yeah, but like, fuck that. So we, uh, I remember at a uh, job I worked at a few years ago, like I would save my vacay until like the last couple months. And then I would take a fr like every Friday off for like the last like nine weeks of yep. the year. I had four day weeks and it was sick. Yep. Um, so I had a ton of extra vacation. You know, I was like, you want to know what? Let's take off today. So I took off today. I took off tomorrow and I took off Friday and then I took off Monday. So I have myself you have like a six day weekend for your birthday. Yeah. So, yeah. So a little birthday right. Halloween coming up. That'll be pretty cool. But let me tell you what, dude, I went and let the dogs out today. And then I dude, I did nothing. I hung out on the couch and it was, it was just so, it was awesome. It, it was incredible. Like I talked to my buddy Rex, who's in San Diego and he's always doing something. Even if he's on vacation, he's going to a wedding or something like that. And he's mm -hmm. like, damn, I wish like I could literally just not do anything and just like chill. So got to do that. That was pretty cool. Tomorrow I'll probably go for a rollerblade, but that was my nice. hero. My brain. I, the last company that I work for, the last office job I'll ever have, uh, we were not, we were only allowed to roll over. Like, let's say you had three weeks, you had 15 days, yeah. right? A vacation. Mm -hmm. I think we were allowed to roll over like five or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you had like your sick days, your personal days, all that bullshit. So I used to save them all up like you were saying, and I would roll over, you know, a few, but I would save them all up and it would be like December 3rd. And with all the holidays, it'd be like December 3rd. I'd be like, see you guys January 5th. Yeah, we were like a European based company. So we had like a long and I would take like I'd be off for like six weeks. That yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I think I also took off a few days around Thanksgiving, which, nice. dude, I'm so fucking excited for that. Like, that's going to be. Are we going to make it happen this time? You're going to go visit Hal and we'll do the live podcast. The three probably, of us. I definitely can't do it Thanksgiving. I think Hal's coming home for Thanksgiving. Oh, because I'm going to be up in Maine. At some point, at some point, we'll, we will do that. But like the Thanksgiving, that's going to be the best week of the year. And then I think that we're going to get uh, Christmas to New Year off, too. It's not confirmed yet. But uh, yeah, so that was the hero. You want me to do my zero or do you want to go do hero? I was going to. I don't like doing the heroes first. I like doing the zeros first. Then you leave on a high note. OK, so do you uh, want me to go zero, zero, hero? Oh, nice. I like that because then it's like me. a peak, yeah. a valley, and then another peak. So what we do. So my zero of the week goes to Alexander Georgiev. Fuck this guy, dude. All the New York Rangers <laughs> fans on Twitter are like, oh, Georgiev, who's this? And they all hate it, or they all love him because he punched D'Angelo in the face because they hate D'Angelo because of like his political views. It's fucking insane. Mm. So Georgiev, he he was interviewed like before the game and was talking about how he, he was really frustrated that he was never given the opportunity to be the starter in New York and that he needed to play games so much that Valakat retweeted the uh like the fucking quote or whatever. And was like, I know who I'm rooting for tonight. This is a tough lift for Georgiev. So Georgiev comes in and he stands on his head against the Rangers, which I knew he was going to You be predicted that. Yeah. It was why good things don't happen to me, Brownie. So I don't know, I but mean, I mean, you predicted that you could have bet on it. Yeah. hundred percent. If you lost the bet, you would have won the game. 
So yeah, so he fucking he plays out of his mind. They win a shootout. He like fucking does this weird fucking salute down the ice. This guy had a sour puss on his face every single time he was on the Rangers. I wrote a blog about it. If you guys want to check it out, look at the Colorado Rangers blog. And I found different videos of when he was playing a goalie for the Rangers and just like the the goals he would let in was brutal. And then there was one win where everybody's going through the line, dapping up Shesterk and everybody's pumped and it gets Georgiev. No emotion on his face, just looks at him, turns around, skates away. This guy has been after, a fucking, after the Colorado game. He didn't shake his hand. No, this is this is when he was on oh, the oh, ring. Yeah, so yeah. he he's just always had like, and I'm not in the room, so maybe not, but like just like watching him on TV and all these quotes, he just always had like the fucking worst attitude. And he was always just like a smug motherfucker. So my zero of the week goes to this guy. NHL, they posted something on Instagram. It was like, do you think Yorga was fired up after they beat the Rangers? And it was like a picture oh, of him. Oh, I saw the celly. And he yeah. went on and he fucking commented and he goes, yes. He's just a fucking prick. <laughs> so Colorado fans, listen, dude, he's going to – he'll you guys will beat the Rangers probably every time you play him just because that's what happens in my life. <laughs> you will not win a cup with this guy's goalie. It's not going to happen. He's fucking – he's not good. Like he can steal games every once in a while, but he's – you watch and see. You watch and see. So my zero of the week goes to that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. My zero of the week, because I had a pretty good week, was TNT and and the uh, and the things surrounding TNT. So I we have cut the cord here. We have a Roku and we have Fubo for Nesson. Yeah. Right. But we don't have Directv or cable or anything. So we have to do TNT through an app. Okay. And we you know backdoor it through my in-laws so couldn't get the thing to work could not get the thing to work and i even like a 10 minute preview i was trying to sync it up but you know at the first period so i run out but then there was that penalty at the end of the first and i'm like oh that just fucked me i'm not gonna see the power play <laughs> and, it, and it did it screwed me so my wife comes down and we've long had conversations about my battles with technology my wife comes down hits like three things on the remote control she's like here you go i'm like god damn it so there's that and then we come back to the game so i'm watching in the you know you know lundquist and you know McHugh and carter and talk watching that all great game comes back on and who's the fucking first voice i hear that fucking donkey at old chick good god if there is a way for him to work in horse racing that stupid picture of him in the fucking cup and the horse every single fucking broadcast and yes for all the morning skate bloggers, I know I bitched about this in the group chat, but I'm bitching about it here because I have a bigger platform than the 20 of us because nothing goes up my ass more than him talking about him fucking self. We're not tuning in to see Ed Olchek and listen to his fucking handicapping stories. Good yeah. God. So that, that's it. TNT, the whole experience tonight with TNT is my zero. Do you feel better now? I do feel significantly <laughs> better. I do. Thank you. All right, then let's let's go let's go back up. What's the oh game? yeah, so my hero, I have two. Uh, so this is a great time of ho year, Halloween, and I know, you know, some of my buddies make fun of me for living in you know Santa's Village, this little town I live in. But tomorrow afternoon in this little town, they are closing. Is huh? Is that what it's called? What? Santa's Village? No, no, no. They just make fun of it because it's a little town. Oh my um, god! I was like, you're from a place. <laughs> wow. That would have been. That would yeah. be cool if I did live in Santa's Village. Um, <clears throat> so tomorrow, they're closing off the two main roads downtown, and they block them off police car. You know, they put the barriers up, and they have the cops there and everything. <laughs> and every business 
does the downtown trick or treat from four to six for the kids. So all the businesses, you hit all the business, all the owners are out there with candies and stuff. My daughter's super stoked because, you know, she's going with her buddies. And uh, there's this one Korean restaurant. The lady's awesome. Last year, she some kid came back. She's like, you already got one. Like she was remembering faces. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. And I will see like a million people we know. It's just a fun little thing. So there's that. And then the other thing, if you're bored with your vacation, and maybe this is something you could look for on TikTok, uh, when you're TikToking, the, uh, have you ever seen around Halloween, like they feed the hippos pumpkins? Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I don't know why I like this so much, but I must have watched five videos today with my daughter about the Cincinnati Zoo, just huge ass pumpkins and the hippos crunching them. The so. most dangerous animal on the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe a killer whale would take down a hippo. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Dangerous land animal. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Because they can also they can also be in the rivers and shit. Right. What's what's thing about, though, is a hippo is they don't put it in the back teeth. Like, if you were going to bite something really hard, you do it in the back teeth. They mm-hmm. do it up front. Like, bop. So, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> all right. Heroes heroes. Uh, all right. Last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Yeah, so if you thought Heroes and Zeros was ridiculous, well, buckle up for this. <laughs> So the three stars is in honor of the porta potty guy. That poor son of a bitch, dude. <laughs> in honor of the porta potty survivor, the three worst situations you've been in that weren't like life threatening, you know. Okay. So my third star, um, I'm not gonna say what school, what grade I was in, but I had a test that I definitely needed to pass and mm-hmm. do well on. So I had a little study sheet and I made it the lock screen on my phone. So obviously I was going to kind of look down at it as mm-hmm. the going on. So the test starts and I'm just sitting there and I, I go through the test. I'm like, I don't know any of these fucking answers. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's see what's going on. So I went to like turn my phone on and I missed the thing. And the lady was like, what are you doing? And came back and saw that and was like, nope, you get a zero, like bugged out. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy shit. So I, I do the test by myself, hand it in. And then the next day I was like, can I see you in your office? She's like, yeah. So I go in, I talk to her in the office because it's like kind of a big deal. And I was like, listen, like I did not cheat. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, And I was like, I promise you I didn't cheat. Read my test. Like literally look at my test. If I cheated, I would have done way better than what's on that. <laughs> thing. So she looked at the test and she goes, so what happened? I was like, I didn't get to turn my phone on. <laughs> like, I literally, like I literally did not do this. So I think I ended up getting like a 65 on it. And then that's she a W. Did, yeah. But then she cut it in half. So I ended up getting like a 33, but uh, that's still better than a zero and a fucking whoop whoop. So uh, <laughs> shout out to that experience. That was really, dude, get just like her calling me look, the look entire class look how much of an idiot i am i clearly didn't cheat dude the, yeah but right in front of the entire classroom like what are you doing i'm like oh yeah. my god this is the worst thing ever so uh third third star there for sure all right so my third star i'm not gonna name names or destinations but there was one time i had a very long car ride in my wife's mini cooper which is a little two-seater right it was nine hours Okay. We got in the car and I said to my traveling companion who was, you know, we were friendly, right? 
Mm-hmm. I go, hey, man, how's everything going in your life? Nine hours later, we were home, and I don't think I talked. <laughs> he unloaded on me for nine hours. That's and a rough deal. I was at times like, <laughs> like going, well, my seatbelt's on. If I ran us off the road, I'd probably be okay. Yeah, it was it was tough. So. That girl, yeah, but that guy needed that, dude. Oh, he needed it. Yeah, 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 he, he did. And, and, you know, he's, I'm sure he's doing well. I mean, we're, you know, I see him now and then, but yeah. So my number two star, uh, we have like a big tractor at my mom's house and we needed to dig like an electrical line in. And it was after my my father had passed away. So this was like the big fucking first, like, I'm going to be like super manly man around the fucking house right now. Let's 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 take care of business. So I think I drank probably nine twisted teas. I was hammering the pen. So like I'm kind of in one and I'm digging the line and shit. And because it has like a, a bucket. Right. So you're like scooping whatever it is. So I go down and I clip the line. I'm like, oh, and I pull it up. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to turn the electric off. Oh my God. So I am fucking in one on this tractor. Like, like, am I hot right now? Like, if I go one foot, one foot, am I like, am I fucked? So I stayed on the tractor for like an additional like 25 minutes, just like fucked up out of my mind, being like, I'm going to die. Like, this is the worst thing ever. You have to and dive out. <laughs> I ended up diving out, doing a barrel roll. I was fine. Nothing ended up happening with it, but that was like, that was a big one. And then later on that day, so it's like a John Deere tractor. There's a thing that goes above you that you yeah. need to put up when you're, like, you're using this. So I get, go to drive to put the tractor back in the garage and I get right as you enter the garage and the tractor just stops. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I look and the bucket's up. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I forgot to put this thing back down. Yeah, yeah. And the tractor's just stuck in the garage. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So I'm like trying to go backwards, forwards. I ended up going forwards. Let's loose a little bit. The entire frame of the garage moved. <laughs> the entire fucking thing. It was a rough day for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a tough one. yeah. So mine is also family related. Uh, we were in, I was in, we were like 19 or 20. We were underage. We all had fake IDs and we were in Boston and there was a whole fucking crew of us, probably like 15 guys at some bar nightclub whatever the fuck and we get in a fight or someone gets in a fight we all jump in whatever it was cops everything so we all scatter right so i am law i am in the city it's now like i don't know 1 a.m or something i am just kind of wandering around trying to find anyone i know that i can get a ride home can't find anybody but i do find some of the kids we were fighting (laughs) okay and it was like, oh, fuck. They saw me. I saw them. There was that split second. And I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, no, I can't do this. <laughs> and and they were like, he doesn't have any friends with them. And it was like that split second, like in the jungle, like yeah. in the wild animal things. And I'm like, oh, that gazelle's about to get fucked up. And I was the gazelle. <laughs> and we just, I just took off. So they were chasing me. We were in the Kenmore Square area over by Fenway. I was running all up and around. I finally hid behind a dumpster is how I got away from these people. And so I waited. Now it's like 2.33 in the morning. I had to go to a fucking payphone and call my dad (laughs) to wake him up to drive into the city to pick me up. Yeah. 
And the first thing he says, he goes, what's all your buddies? And I'm like, dad, we, we got kicked out of the bar like three hours ago. He's like, all right, I'm sure they waited for you for a while. All right, get in. And that was it. Yeah. yeah so that was, but that was horrible, horrible, horrible night. Oh, so. I um, my number one at a job that I used to work at, I got fired on National Employee Appreciation Day. So that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty uh that we had a we had a morning meeting and everybody's like, you know what, we really appreciate everything that you guys have to do. Thank you so much for being a part of this company. Yada yada yada. As you can see, there's uh sweatshirts on your desk, these are for you guys. Everybody have a good day, good day. Jimmy, we need to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So uh, I, I might be. What? Did you get a sweatshirt? Yeah, I got a sweatshirt. Oh, is, is that not like. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that's the, HR, the HR lady is like, listen, like we care about you. And I was like, listen, it's National Employee Appreciation Day. You just told me how much you fucking love me. And you're and turfed. Like, yeah, what the? That's fuck? gonna be the clip. If we do a clip for this episode, it's gonna be that one. You're gonna be like, my my number one star is when I got fired on National Appreciation, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So number one. What's your number one star? Uh, my number one star is when I lived in Key West. Um, either walked or you know you had your scooter, you know, to get around. And uh, I worked at a bar that was 300 yards from my house, maybe. So I'd walk, obviously. And uh, there was I had keys on like a lanyard because I used to throw them over my neck, you know, all the time. And I was yep. walking home. Cool. And you know how like if you have a lanyard, you kind of spin Twirling. it one way, yeah, spin yeah. it the other way. So I was doing that. And the thing goes rocketing off my finger. And there was one fucking sewer grate. And it's like, blunk. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And it had all my keys, like the keys to my apartment, the keys to my scooter, the keys to everything. It had the key to the bar, everything. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm literally standing at the sewer, just standing there looking at it. And uh, a buddy of mine, Dan, comes out of the bar. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, my keys went down there. And when he was done laughing, he was like, let me go get a flashlight and everything. This is pre-cell phones, right? So he goes and gets it, and he shines it down in. And I realized it wasn't a sewer. It was the stormwater runoff. You know, they yeah. have them in the island, you know, so the streets don't flood, but it's filled with like fucking leaves and fucking murky salt water and rainwater. Yeah. And there were fucking rats in it and not like the little cute, like fucking ratatouille. It was fucking rats. So I'm like, fuck. And he looks at me and he goes, you got to go down. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I, I, I stripped down to my skivvies and I went down and I, it came up to like my rib cage, the filth, like a rat swam into me. And I had to feel around my feet until I found the keys and I got them out. And then, you know, there was a ladder. You climb right up and it was so gross. I walked home in my underwear and showered outside and oh, yeah, threw that underwear away. It was so gross. So you were the porta potty guy before the porta potty. But it wasn't a porta potty. I don't know if I would have gone in. The podcast I was listening to, they were like, all right, well, they figure a cell phone's like a grand, right? No, I would I would never. That cell phone's gone. Right, right, right. Okay. But if it's like a grand, what's the number to make you go in? A lot. Five a grand lot. No, dude, a lot. If I had $5,000 cash, you wouldn't go in? You're saying, would you go out down into a hole where everybody shit for however long was shit up to well, my well, for $5,000? No. It didn't sound like it was full, full. How far up? 
it, it would cost a lot. I don't really want to talk about it. It's not, it's... <laughs> no. Yeah, still, still a hockey podcast, by the way. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that was this uh, week's episode of The Morning Skate. Um, yeah, November, Darius Kasparitis. Uh, yeah. Brownie, you have anything else for us? Uh, as always, God bless Jerome McGinley, wherever you are. And I guarantee you, wherever he is, he's not hanging out with fucking Matthew Perry, that fucking smooch. We're not, <laughs> we're not on board with him. Yeah, I'm out on Chandler Bing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll try to get Casper Ice up as soon as we can, but we'll talk to you guys next week.